0: That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No over by law. 18+ terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Radio.
1: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to today's edition of America's Community Voices Network. Today, Our subject is ending and surviving human trafficking in the state of Florida. And our very special guest is Dottie Gouver-Skipper. I'll bring her on in just a moment, but first, a little information about Dottie. She is the Florida Anti-Trafficking Coordinator for the Salvation Army. She is a member of the Statewide Council on Human Trafficking, formed by Florida Attorney General Pam Bondi. She is the chair for Free, the Slavery Survival Network, and many more distinguished human rights. Activists and service leadership roles at the local, state, and national levels of public service. She was she was recognized by Florida Governor Rick Scott and State Attorney General Pam Bondi as the Human Trafficking Advocate of the Year for the state of Florida. She plays a very and extremely important role in ending and surviving human trafficking in the state of Florida. And before we bring her on, Donna and I want to give you just a little information about human trafficking what it is the Florida Department of Law Enforcement has stated since 2008 that human trafficking is the biggest invisible crime in Florida on April 22nd 2010 the Florida House unanimously passed House Bill 633 which is aimed at helping law enforcement push back against human trafficking and sex-related businesses human trafficking sex slavery and sex-related businesses are rampant in the Florida particularly in Tampa Exotic dance parlors, adult theaters, video stores, and massage parlors can serve as covers for escort services or prostitution rings. This, in turn, has led to the influx of criminals indulging in sex trafficking and child trafficking for sexual slavery, prostitution, forced labor, and pornography. The estimated FBI numbers, from sources as varied as ABC Primetime in 2006 to Christianity Today in 2010, show 100,000 to 300,000 teens and children under the age of 18 have been trafficked trafficked within the state of Florida each year. Within the states each year, I'm sorry. 80% of all human trafficking victims are adult women and 50% are children. According to the National Human Trafficking Resource Center, there are 27 million people enslaved worldwide, In 2013, the National Human Human Trafficking Resource Center named Florida third in the number of calls received by the center's human trafficking hotline. Victims of human trafficking include children, women, and men who have subjected to sexual exploitation or forced labor through force, fraud or coercion. According to a study of U.S. Department of Justice Human Trafficking Task Force cases, 83% of sex trafficking victims identified in the United States were U.S. citizens. The average age that a trafficking victim is uh, first used for commercial sex is 12 to 14. Attorney General Bondi is committed to an all-hands-on-deck approach to eradicating human trafficking. And with that, we welcome our special guest today, Donnie. Groover, Skipper. Hello, Dottie.
0: Hi, Ronald. How are you?
1: I'm doing very well. Dottie, we have a lot to cover today. Part one. Yes, we
0: do. And there's... you you certainly have done your homework, Ronald. I'm very impressed with um, the information that you just provided. You're right on spot.
1: Well, it's such an important subject, and it's a, something that we need to do to raise awareness that all of us, all of us, I believe, have accountability to be involved in this. It just can't be you because you have an organization and a passion for dealing with this issue. All of us are part of the solution, and we certainly need to be involved. And so both Donna and I take this quite seriously. I want to start off, Dottie, by asking you a question as to how you arrived at where you are today in being so involved about this subject.
0: Oh, my goodness, Uh, Ronald, I'd have to go way back, so I guess if you'll allow me, I'll go way back. Um, Okay. You know, we all have events in our lives that are aha turning point moments and events that help to shape and mold us into who we are, and I refer to those, as many do, as spiritual markers in our life that produce this tremendous paradigm shift in our way of thinking. Well, I had these spiritual markers, I had many of them, but one was the most profound that really um, started, just plucked a string in my heart to to do something. It was over 25 years ago, I was commissioned to teach self-esteem classes in the most marginalized neighborhoods in Tampa. And there was this one 13-year-old girl who was very, very angry, very destructive, Um, in class, and I was getting ready to tell her she couldn't come back, but it was a self-esteem class, and I just knew I had to find another way to keep her there. Um, She asked if she could bring her 4-year-old sister to the next class, and I said yes. She brought her 4-year-old sister to the next class, and I knew something in my gut was just not right. There were no physical signs, but I just knew that I knew that I knew something wasn't right, so I reported it to the agency who hired me to do the self-esteem classes, and they came back a a few weeks later and let me know that the 13-year-old girl and her 4-year-old sister lived with their grandmother. The grandmother was selling them on the street every night for drug money, and to make matters even more insane was the 4-year-old had a sexually transmitted disease. I can't tell you how much that shook me to the core, and I didn't know such evil existed, but I vowed over 25 years ago that I would begin to to, to figure out what, if I could do anything. So that's really where it started. Um, I kind of pushed that under the carpet for a while. I didn't know what to do with it, um, in fact, for several years and then in 2008 i opened um i decided to just let go of everything i was doing and took a leap of faith started a ministry called heart dance foundation that um ministers to women and their children and men now with uh sexual coming out of sexual uh addiction uh addiction drug addiction and sex trade so um and from that uh, I started just researching and finding out more and more and more and um, led me to the Clearwater Tampa Bay Area uh, Human Task, task Force uh, led by law enforcement and um, got very involved with that. And from that began uh, organization to partner with the task force as the lead uh, non-governmental agency uh Per, uh, organization and um so started the the free the slavery survival network and then from that was um offered a position with the Salvation Army at the state level to work on issues of human trafficking so that's it in a nutshell there's a lot more i could could share but that that's that's kind of it in a nutshell how i got started
1: well one more question for you Dada, before we actually get into discussing uh, what's being done in the state of Florida and what are some of the challenges that you faced in trying to end uh, traffic in the state of Florida as well as helping the survivors. Um, you provided me with the bio, and I found something that really caught my attention. Uh, it says that you believe in dynamic living through servant leadership. Can you explain that to us?
0: Well, I think that our best leaders are leaders who can show that they are in the trenches as well and not in ivory towers doing what they do, but um, serving others as a form of modeling the kind of behavior that we would ourselves want, but that also is the kind of behavior that um, I think just, just makes for great leadership. So I don't know. I've I've never been asked to explain that before, but um, <laughs> I, I hope that that made sense.
1: It certainly does. I, I, I just just caught my eye. I thought, you know, uh, you have you have you you seem to have a design as to how you're uh, active in the community and a purpose as to what you're doing, and I wanted to try to get you to explain that, and I certainly understand it. So thank you so much. Now let's get down yes, to... Yes,
0: and I guess just to follow up a little bit on that, I, I truly feel that... Um, stepping out in that leap of faith, I feel it's important to try to determine the best that we possibly can what our purpose is on this earth. And I feel very blessed to have um, been shown what my purpose is. And I'm doing my best to to live out what I I feel God has purposed for my life.
1: Okay. So, Donna, can we now move to defining what the problem is in Hillsborough County and then in the state of Florida, and then talk about the different roles that you play in trying to resolve these issues. Uh, What is the problem uh, as it relates to human trafficking within Hillsborough County and the Tampa Bay
0: area? Oh, my goodness. There are layers upon layers upon layers. Um, I guess I want to start with um, just the questions that I ask myself is, you know, why is it that $32 billion a year is spent globally on all forms of human trafficking? Why is it that 300,000 children a year in the U.S. alone are prostituted against their will at the average age of 12? And why is this horror allowed? I mean, that's those, to me, are the, the big questions, and the needs, the needs are, are many. As I said, there's many layers upon layers to peel back and expose, but... Um, it, it, all, it all boils down to this is business of exploitation and business of making money, the trade and slavery of humans through the use of force, fraud, or coercion. Um, I'm, I'm not even sure how to even start, um, Ronald, with what all the issues are. The issues are that um, we are allowing other entities to buy and sell other humans for, for money to do unspeakable things, not only through, with sex trafficking, but also through domestic servitude and forced labor. Um, it's a human rights issue that um, needs to be addressed. And I, I, I just feel this great ground swelling now over the last two or three years in particular of people starting to really be outraged at what, you know, once your eyes are opened, it's like you cannot not do something. So, um I don't even know what else to say about all the problems. You know, people are getting rescued. We need more law enforcement to be trained and funding to allow law enforcement to rescue these precious ones. And upon rescue, the need is tremendous for specialized housing to place these beautiful ones who've been um, exploited in such a horrendous way. So those are two huge, huge issues. that needs to be resolved as as quickly as possible.
1: You know, the story that you told in the beginning, how um, you had the encounter with the young woman and her sister and something inside you told you that something was wrong. Um, Do you think that one of the things that's happening from us on a comprehensive level, you know, from the decision makers all the way down to every member of our community, is that uh, we're not acting on on what we should know, uh, the way you did, because certainly I, I I find it hard to believe that there are people interacting every day with these victims and not thinking or knowing or feeling that something is wrong. Uh,
0: yes, I, I agree. I think, you know, it's important for us to look a little more beneath the surface because I have talked with many, many survivors who, who would relay, you know, missing like half a year of school and when they were children, and nobody ever questioned why. Nobody ever investigated why they missed half a year of school. N- teachers didn't question why there were, you know, bruises on the legs or, you know, cuts and scrapes. Um, so I think it's, it's, and I don't think people were turning intentionally a blind eye. I think that I think you just can't fathom that this really happens right here in our own backyard. People think that it happens in third world countries, um, and that there's you know borders involved, but they're they're not. It it happens as we all know. Uh, right here, but I think um, people are becoming more aware, and that's the importance of spreading awareness and educating folks on on things to look for, signs to look for, and if something doesn't seem right, then go ahead and call in a tip to the hotline. And if you are wrong, well, nothing happens. But if you're right, you're saving a life. So I think spreading that awareness, spreading that education, help people get their heads out of the sand who aren't intentionally turning their back on it but just aren't really digging a little deeper to find out the reasons why.
1: Dottie, Donna has a question for you. Hi, Dottie.
0: Yes. Hi, Donald. I got
1: two, uh, how are you?
0: I'm wonderful. It's so great to hear both of y'all's voices.
1: I've got two questions. Um, do you think that uh, – or, or, well, let me phrase it differently um, – This type of human bondage and human trafficking, does it happen to a specific group of people like underserved and underprivileged, or does it cross Mm -hmm. a larger spectrum?
0: Well, um, very good question, because um, it does cross a larger spectrum. There are no... Boundaries, there are no borders. It could happen in the most marginalized areas to the most marginalized people, and it could happen uh, in also more privileged um, scenarios. But there is a special, a couple of special population groups that are prime targets, and these are our children, what people might call uh, throwaways, but I I hate using that term. But that is a term that's used, our throwaway kids um our runaway kids, our foster kids, any any anyone really, not only children but anyone who are extremely vulnerable who are uh, like for instance our runaways might have run away obviously because there's something lacking at home that they wanted to get away from from the house. A trafficker is everywhere that our children are. So I want to, you know, encourage parents to not just drop your children off at the mall be present in the mall, not necessarily walking with them all the time, but being present at anywhere you go, the movie theaters, parks, uh, video arcade places, uh, because traffickers are there, and they can size up the most vulnerable child in a group, zero in on them, and begin to form a relationship, uh, maybe whisk them away, hey, come get a Coke with me, you look down, you know, you know, it seems like this group doesn't really want you around. Come on, let's—I'll buy you a coke. Let's sit down and talk. That happens all the time, and online is probably the number one place where traffickers stalk our children. So it is—is is our most vulnerable um, group. Which in in our in the United States, it's our our runaway kids and our foster uh, kids. So did that answer your question, Donald?
1: Oh, very well. Now, here's the okay. second question that I have. Why is it, Dottie, now I know I've seen you, I watched the, the playback of the Hillsborough County uh, Board of County Commissioners meetings, and I've seen you there, they've presented you with awards and stuff like that, Um I wanted to know uh your relationship with the various levels of government. Do you have a partnership with like city government with with county government? I know you do with state government cuz you're working with the attorney general. But mm-hmm. uh, are they being are they being helpful to you and to your organization in trying to to expose this?
0: Um absolutely. I feel very blessed that um um I've I've been placed in positions in the county, um, I was appointed, uh, it's been like six years ago, by Commissioner Ken Hagan to the Commission on the Status of Women for Hillsborough County, and that really helped um, thrust a light on this issue. I brought it to the the, uh, Commission on the Status of Women, to my colleagues on the board, that we really needed to address this topic and one of our fall forums and this was i guess back in november of 2012 so we did we gathered a lot of community leaders together had a a forum um, a round table kind of discussion and forum on this topic and from from that it kind of i feel like it really helped shed light on the issue in our county in hillsborough county and then you know it just kind of burst from there but the county commission has been extremely supportive Um they were able to provide a a whole day workshop for us in the trenches with human trafficking to get a framework of of a strategic plan together they funded that for us so they the county commission uh, commissioner sandy merman has been terrific um, in helping with this cause And then, yes, at the state level, um, of course, Attorney General Pam Bondi has been quite a champion uh, to eradicate all forms of human trafficking across the state of Florida. So I've been very blessed that um, the government is doing what they can do. I I just, uh, you know, my my wishes and thought is that, you know, we'd love to come up with some more funding to be able to provide more human trafficking investigators and, for, for housing, once they are rescued. So those are the two big funding issues that we have, not only in Hillsborough County, but across the state and actually across the nation.
1: One quick question, one quick follow-up, uh, um, and you may have already given me par- part of that answer in what you just answered. For the for the life of me, I don't understand why this is not a ballot issue. Why we don't see this uh, during these election cycles? like we hear about uh, immigration, like we hear about women's health issues, uh, like we hear about health care. I mean, this is something that I feel ought to be something that we're discussing during our election, elections when we elect our officials to represent us. So do you have any uh, idea about why that wouldn't be there or what we can do well, to I make it more prevalent?
0: I think it's coming, Donald, because – More and more people are are getting on the 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 bandwagon, so to speak, with this and wanting it to be eradicated. So I I do believe it has. You know there are many bills in this legislative session. Representative Ross Spano is another who's been amazing as a as a lead and a champion on this issue. And he's introduced, you know, a couple of more bills this session as he has done the last two legislative sessions that have passed and done very, very well. There are um, probably five or six human trafficking bills um in the, legis- in the current legislative process right now. So I think we are becoming more aware. Legislators are becoming more aware. But I think it's up to us in the community to voice our concerns to our legislators. Um, and, you know, I like what you said. Have it be an, an issue that um, would be an issue to determine whether or not we who we want um, serving as our public servants so I, I love that idea, Donald. <laughs> might talk to you more about that.
1: <laughs> Dottie, this is Ronald again. we got about Hi, eight minutes left in the program, so I want to talk now about the Salvation Army and the Florida okay. A- uh, Anti-Trafficking Program there, your role yes. with the Salvation Army, and what are the goals for the Salvation Army in addressing this issue in Hillsborough County and throughout the state of Florida.
0: Yes, Um very, very, very blessed to have been offered this position with the Salvation Army uh, at the state headquarters that uh, very fortunately is located here in, in Tampa, in North Tampa. Um, my role, it's an inaugural position, so I'm kind of blazing the trail for what that position might continue to look like my responsibilities are to resource all of the salvation armies across the state, educate them on this issue, and then they in turn can educate and rally their individual communities where they are on this issue. So that's a huge, huge task for me. So I'm in process, I've only been in this position for a year. So um you know it, it's it's all all new. So I'm I'm doing that. I'm also, of course, working at the state level with other um, uh, government agencies like DCF, DJJ, um, to work on, you know, just educating and, and developing trainings and that type of thing. One thing that I really would like to see the Salvation Army, and we're working toward that, is to be able to be in a position. To, to house more men, women, and children coming out of issues of all forms of, of slavery and, and trafficking. Right now, um, Hillsborough County, actually, the Tampa Area Command, is the only Salvation Army in the state that has a, a human trafficking unit that um, can take, uh, I think, up to six um, women uh, right now. So that would be our goal is to be able to provide more safe housing uh, options for uh, women, men, and children coming out of all forms of trafficking. Another thing that I really would like to do is build mentorships across the state through the Salvation Army to uh, prisons in those particular areas that have prisons near them because sex trafficking is rampant in our prisons. Women are arrested for prostitution. No one else... um, they have no one else, so their pimp continues to stay in touch with them, give them what they need while they're in prison. They have such a huge debt owed to them when they come out that their their pimp trafficker is the one that picks them right back up and takes them right back out. So my I would love to see mentorship programs built through the Salvation Army across the state so women would have some another community to go to rather than going back out with their pimp and trafficker. So that's kind of it in a nutshell. What? Those are big, lofty goals, but um, I'm I'm dedicated to doing the best I can to make those happen.
1: Now, for me, the most important question that I've asked you today: How do we all become involved? What can we all do to become involved and to help you and to help all of those who are fighting to end? Uh, human trafficking in the state of Florida and as you just finished discussing providing a yes. way and a method and a manner for people to survive human trafficking what can we do
0: um, the first thing that comes to my mind is Donald or Ronald, Ronald. Ronald. <laughs> the first thing that comes to my mind is to rally men to step up and be involved That's why I'm just so blessed by you and Donald that you're really rising up to this Um men are an integral part of the solution so it's not a women's issue it's a human rights issue and rallying men to step up Uh, for instance we have a group of men now that are going out on a strip club ministry with us praying for us while we're inside Uh, but we don't have time to talk about that but men are starting to rise up the next thing is is know the signs um and call anything in if you feel it in your gut that something is not right. The Human Trafficking Hotline number is 1-888-888. 3737888 uh, and that trickles as a national number but it trickles down to the local level the next thing is plug into the local human trafficking task force um, I'm honored to chair the, the NGO side and if you visit dot us and you can sign up and get plugged into our email distribution list, find out when our meetings are, work on all the different committees, and um, that would be a great way to get uh, entrenched in the community and working together collaboratively to make a difference. Those are the two things off the top of my head.
1: Well, thank you so much. We're we're about to wrap up now, and I want to remind our audience that you're listening to America's Community Voices Network, uh, our subject today is ending and surviving human trafficking in the state of Florida. And our very special guest is Dottie Groover Skipper. And uh, she is the coordinator for Florida Anti Trafficking, uh, state coordinator for the Salvation Army, as well as several other positions. Particularly, uh, she's a part of a, uh, a statewide council on human trafficking that was formed by Florida Attorney General Pam Bondi. Now, today, in part one, we wanted to introduce you to Dottie and discuss the issues and the problems of, uh, of, uh, surrounding uh, uh, human trafficking in the state of Florida. Uh, part two of this of this interview and of this subject will occur on April the eighth, uh, from twelve noon to twelve thirty p.m. And we're going to have a survivor of human trafficking as a as a part of our interview. So uh, we certainly want you to join us uh, when this interview is over. Uh, It's available immediately for on-demand listening. It will be distributed immediately to iTunes to download as a podcast. Uh, We're also going to have it on Facebook, uh, Google+, uh, Twitter, uh, Tumblr. So we certainly will have opportunities for you uh, to notify your friends, and we're going to try to make sure that we provide a proper platform so all of us can have the information needed uh, to certainly discuss and, and and know about this subject, all of us need to become involved. And certainly, we we are, I want to express our extreme gratitude to Dottie for all that she's doing.
0: Thank you, Ronald. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you.
1: Well, well, we're glad to have you here today, Dottie. Uh, time sure flies, and you certainly <laughs> provided us with a lot of information. Thank you so much.
0: You're quite welcome.
1: Thanks, Donnie. Have a good day.
0: You too. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you and both.
1: Goodbye, everybody, and we'll see you next time on America's oh. Community Voices Network. Bye-bye, Donnie. Bye-bye. 18 plus.